Welcome to the Lead Me On podcast, where we give you practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. My name is Lori King-Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Lori Gorell. For more than 25 years, we've been educating and coaching individuals who want to transform the way they lead. Join us each week as we provide inspiring conversations to help you increase your capability to lead with greater impact and influence. Get ready. It's time to lead me on. Good morning, Lori King-Taylor. Good morning, Lori Gorell. How are you on this fine day? I am fantastic, thank you. How are you? I am doing wonderful, and I'm so excited about our podcast today. Me too. Bring it on. All right, so today we have a special guest with us, a, a real good friend of mine who is amazing at working with corporations, and today she's really going to talk to us about enhancing Enhancing your leadership confidence, which is, I think, something we all need to really kind of focus in on. So Jill Johnson is with us. She's with Jill Johnson Consulting Services. She has more than 20 years of experience in providing clients with world-class management consulting assistance. And her consulting work has impacted more than $4 billion worth of decisions for our clients for her clients. that's a big number that is a big number so i guess it wouldn't surprise you to know that she's also been inducted into two business hall of fame well now having met her i wholly believe it so jill thank you for being here with us today I'm um, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to the conversation, and I think your audience is going to get some really good insight and some maybe some new ideas that take back to take their careers to that next level. I think so too. I know I'm going to get a bunch out of this. So let's jump right in. And my question right now is: How important is confidence in leadership and business? It's so essential. I mean, it's one of the fundamental components of effective leaders. And we always hear as people are going through their careers, oh, he's going to be a star. You know, it's it's the executive presence and and they they reflect confidence in who they are. And and part of that is is how it shows up both in person and how you're interacting, whether you're on video, you know, doing uh, the, the video kind of conversations, but it's more than just that presentation because sometimes that can mask um, insecurity and it's not necessarily real. It's just how they learn to present and true effective leadership confidence is that deep inner knowing I know my stuff I know I can trust myself to handle myself in this meeting, whether it's with the CEO or the board of directors, even though I may want to run to the bathroom and, and you know, hyperventilate, I have to be able to stay in the moment. And, and building that leadership confidence is what will help you be effective in the recommendations that you're making, 
your team will believe you and follow you better. And the people who are relying on you for the insight that you're sharing that they're going to be making decisions off of will have the confidence that you've really know your material and your and your and you've done the due diligence and that they can trust and rely on you. And it's consistently um, intersected all together in a package that's more than just a flashy uh, flashy appearance, but it's deeper and it's it's really at the core of all of the effective leadership skill. Uh, it makes such a big difference when people recognize when you remind them that they they've got this, they know what they're talking about, and helping them to reframe. Well, and I think what often happens is that, you know, we're all time compressed. And so, you know, sometimes let's be honest, let's, okay, let's all be really honest here. Sometimes we don't do the proper preparation for things. And we think we can just go in and wing it and we'll be just fine. The problem is, is the higher you go in an enterprise, um, the greater the likelihood you're going to get tripped up if you're not really prepared. And I've always got people who are, you know, I call them the scary barracuda that, you know, or the tiger in the bushes that's waiting on the sidelines that because they're going to, they're going to try and derail you. And when they find out they can't because, oh yeah, you know what, actually we ran a scenario on that and here's what the outcome was with that. And so it's, it's, it's about taking it as a leader. It's that confidence that will come back through because you've really kind of looked at the, the, the complex permutations and you get to go higher in your organization because you can handle more complexity. And, and I think that's the part sometimes people pull back from because they're a little afraid of the complex. So, Joe, when we think about leaders, I, I think we automatically assume that they come with a significant level of confidence. Do you not find that with your clients? No, you do. That's and that's the natural state for people that, that emerge through um, through the leadership ranks. The part what I'm talking about is the part where as a consultant, I get brought in and it's when there's trouble. Um, and and when, when things aren't going exactly as we planned or exactly as we want, you know, we've created a strategy and, you know, we spent a lot of time doing the homework and the prep and, you know, we're executing and it's not working. That's when your leadership effectiveness is, is in jeopardy. It's a strategic inflection point, if you will, um, in, in your career and for some in, in your role. Those are the people that I'm intersecting with. And, and behind closed doors, they will often be very honest about how afraid they are. And, and their confidence is shattered because what they thought would be isn't. And so our job is to try and help them figure out what did they miss or how has the market shifted in a way that they didn't see or anticipate? Or has a competitor come in and created a new dynamic where they've offered a new solution that better meets the needs of the marketplace? And as you look at what we've been through in this last, you know, several years with, with COVID and, and economic in, instability, a lot of executives and a lot of leaders that would have normally been very confident about who they are and, and how they lead they've had to step back because the world isn't quite what they thought it would be. And it's in those, mo those moments of instability, those moments of uncertainty, that that's the point when the, the, the effectiveness of the leader gets challenged and the leader's confidence gets challenged. So 
what are some ways we can build confidence for ourselves and the leaders that we work with? Well, I think that for a lot of, of leaders, um, building confidence comes through practice. Um, and, and we talk about in the book that I wrote, Compounding Your Confidence, it's about understanding where you are in your skill mastery. So let's say as a leader, you have to be a public speaker. And I know for most humans, that is one of the most frightening things to do is to get up in front of an audience and speak. And, and so here's, here's a tip. You have to practice. You don't get good at anything without (laughs) practice. And so leadership is like any skill. You get better with practice. And so I always encourage people to look for opportunities that are outside of their normal job so that they can practice in a safer area. Let me give you an example on that. I had a client who um, was with a nosebleed level organization that every one of your listeners would know. And I had worked with him for for years with with his, his division. And he had been invited to speak in Slovenia. And, you know, he was was excited, but he was also terrified because even though he had this illustrious career, he's like, why am I speaking in a foreign country? So, okay. So you, you mentioned the public speaking is one area that where confidence can be a little shaky. What are some er- other areas of confidence that you see these leaders being shaky in where they really need to build up? based on, you know, the variables and things that are going around. Sure. Well, you know, think about it. If you've got a a team that hasn't congealed, isn't, isn't firing on all cylinders, that can be a disruption to your confidence because, you know, we all have a certain sense of self and our own image and, and, you know, we're somebody worthy of being followed. And then you get some, maybe it's, there's an age difference and there's a lack of respect and it's conveyed by, you know, body language of a coworker in a meeting, they roll their eyes or they make faces. You know, people actually do that. You know, emotional intelligence is a very important thing. And, and they, they let it get in like, oh my gosh, I'm not a good leader. Oh, my people aren't respecting me or whatever. And so I think as a leader, whenever you've been triggered, and that's what I call it is you've been triggered and you've got some kind of really emotional, visceral, deep in your body response or reaction to something, there's almost always another perspective and reason for it. And that's when you have to do the work and do a deeper dive to identify, okay, this isn't the nun that was mad at you in first grade, um, you know, or shaming you because you weren't, you didn't do something. And, you know, this isn't your 15 year old son giving you an attitude. It's a, it's an employee who maybe needs a little bit of coaching and guidance. And that as a leader is something that you can do to take corrective action or give feedback. How do you practice being better at the eye roll in dealing with those kind of things that come up? So, you, you know, you can over condition it. So you, you bring some trusted friends and allies in and sit in a meeting and have them just do it. You know, while you're trying to present that that presentation that you're getting ready to present on, and they've been instructed just like we did with Tony, where we want certain behaviors from you because we're going to condition the person to not 
to not react or to have a strategy for what will you do so you know. And sometimes I even write little cheap post-it notes to remind me, you know, because I've always got somebody that's going to try and do something. Um, and then you you look at it. And then I think the other thing you can do is, is wrap your mindset around um, what am I going to use as a talisman that I can touch so that I can ground myself um, in that moment, if I'm not feeling as secure as I'd like to be. So if you ever see me in all red or wearing my Wonder Woman gold bracelet that my mother gave me when I was little, um, those are tells that that maybe there's something going on that Jill's needing a little little support on. Sometimes I'll put a picture of my parents in my pocket or I'll wear a ring that my aunt gave to me or a necklace from my mother. And, and I'll touch things, you know, I'll touch my pocket, I'll touch my necklace, I'll touch my ring. Um, and those are just momentary um, opportunities for me to regroup. And I shared that with a, with an, uh, a group of women leaders that I was speaking with once. And afterward, this woman came up to me and she's looking around to the left and to the right. She says, oh, you aren't going to believe it. That so resonated when you were talking about, you know, talismans and what you wear. And I said, oh, good. Well, you know, was there anything in particular? She's looking around again. I'm like, God, what's going on here? And she said, okay, I didn't have a very good day yesterday. And so I knew I was going to need a little something extra to come into work today. She's looking around again. She says, I'm wearing Wonder Woman underwear under my outfit today. I So it was like nobody else knew, but it was something she did for herself. And I thought, oh, I'm, you know, wow. You know, so I'll never, ever out her uh, as to who she was, but she was, you know, she had a pretty, pretty important role. And, but it's what we do to, to remind us, hey, we are all that. We are special. We are worthy. And, and it's about, you know, maybe having a confidence card. You know, we, we give those out when at speaking engagement, we give confidence cards out. And, you know, sometimes those are those little messages to self. And I talk about it a little bit more in the book, but it's messages to self that will be the reminder. It's the music that you play in the car on the way to that pitch meeting where, it, you know, you've got to close that sale because that's going to be the profits for the quarter for your entire division. And so you've got to find a way to be, you know, your A++++ game when you're with that, when you're client facing. And, and so it's like, you know, you don't listen to sad songs in the car. You listen to those Broadway show tunes about, you know, I'm the greatest star. I'm going to get this and whatever. And preferably if you sing at the top of your lungs too, while you're safely driving, but that changes your body chemistry, it changes your brain waves and your brain patterns. It's, it's a neuro-linguistic programming technique that you can do for yourself that will get you prep primed and ready to be in that moment to close whatever you need to close. So what I'm hearing is that people, even when they're at the top of their game, they're in these wonderful positions that there's still times when that confidence fluctuates. Confidence fluctuates all the time and it's circumstantial. Now, as you move up the corporate ladder and you take on increasing um, levels of leadership responsibility, you get those opportunities because for the most part, because you've delivered. Yeah, you know, occasionally few people are, are, you know, maybe not 
they get it for other reasons, but you know, the reality is, is, is you've proven yourself in one capacity. But part of the reason that things fluctuate is because a we're human beings. And so we have a personal life. So maybe your significant other broke up with you, or you had a fight um, before you went to work. And so that's got you a little unraveled. So you're more vulnerable to being uncertain if something doesn't go what perfectly during your day. And, and I also think it's a function of when you move to a new level, um, you know, it, it gets back to that mastery issue. Where are you at in your progression of your skill development in corporate entities? You've got new things that you're learning and there's always going to be a continued refinement. Um, I have another friend who's general counsel for a fortune 500 company. She wants to be um, on, on publicly traded boards. But when we were having the private conversation, she said, I don't think I'll ever get picked. And I said, why not? You've, <laughs> you've got this amazing career. You've got all sorts of skills that would be valuable. You're always in the board meeting. So you know how those you're familiar with that. And she said, Jill, I don't know how to read a financial statement. I started laughing at her. I'm like, oh my gosh, we can get that taken care of in an afternoon. You don't need to know the, all of the finances, but pick, let's pick two or three things that you're going to, that's going to be your sweet spot that you're going to look at. I said, and then you're going to go take a class, you know, finance for non-financial -ex uh, uh, non executives. And she just was gobsmacked. She's like, I never thought about it because most times people at that level, you know, they forget to problem solve for themselves. And so she took, you know, the, the, she's taken, you know, Harvard class and she's gone through board training programs. And all of a sudden she's like, okay, I get it. I'm it's, it's, it's not quite as hard as I was making it out to be. And so we built her confidence up through education and deeper experience. And now she's, you know, prep primed and ready and actively looking for, um, for her next board. I love that. I love that. So Jill, in your book, Compounding Your Confidence, you talk about mindset and you, you briefly touched on it just a little bit ago, but how does mindset impact leadership confidence? Well, I think that, you know, as people are looking at what's the apex of my career going to be, you know, and early in a career, they may have said, I want to get to the executive level. Well, now you're at the executive level. What's next? And so the mindset is about helping you to expand that perspective about other opportunities that may exist. For some, it may be, I want to be the CEO. It may be, I, I'm going to continue in this role, but in my outside life, I want to be on a board. Um, and so then there's a whole progression of things that you need to work on um, to figure out how to sell yourself. A lot of corporate folk that want to be on boards have no idea how to tell their story externally, because internally people can see you, they see your performance, they see your results. The work speaks for itself, if you will. But when you're looking outside and you're looking for those opportunities to elevate there, you actually have to talk about how wonderful you are. I call it the art of the humble brag. And is it uncomfortable? Of course it is. But you have to be able to push through that. And I think mindset for a lot of people who are aspiring to that next level, forget that they have to have their mindset, not just on the goal that they have, but on what will it take and what do I have to develop and how do I have to refine myself to get to that level and or to whatever that next level may be. And mindset is what helps move you through 
and recognizing the opportunities and saying yes to the opportunities and taking advantage of stepping in the ring. It's the mindset that when you get bloodied up in a corporate battle, you know, you can regroup and retool and come back and you're the warrior for the next day. And so it's all of those kinds of things that really filter into the mindset that we have. And for most leaders, we've got it, you know, we've got that confident mindset, because we know who we are, and and how we got here. But yet, there are going to be a lot of circumstances beyond our control. And it's when things aren't under our control, that's when we we have vulnerability. And so um, it's your mindset and the things that you do to address when you've been triggered or when you're feeling less than that you get yourself back. Sometimes it's talking to a trusted ally. I mean, you may have a, a peer in another group or, you know, like my, you know, I, I have all sorts of friends and they'll, they'll call Jill. I need, I need to talk to you. I had one lady who called me. She had left a board meeting. She was being sabotaged in the meeting by another vendor. She was a vendor to the board and the guy, I mean, he was winning brilliantly because he had her soul rattled and, and, you know, she ran back and she called and she's like, I just need to somebody that I, that can, that I can talk to that knows what it's like in the, in those meetings to help me get back on my feet. Cause not only was she looking bad in front of the board, but her, her whole client relationship was being jeopardized because somebody else had an agenda in that meeting and she didn't know what to do because she got really rattled. So mindset filters in at all different levels. Did she know her technical stuff? Oh yeah. I mean, she's an renowned industry expert, but she's also a human being. And I think that's the part that sometimes we forget. You know, and I think people, some people, not people in general, specialize in what can I do to rattle my competition? And it, reminds me of, you know, we're watching the Olympics right now. And one of the swimmers was talking about what she does in the warmup to rattle the competition. And she, you know, she slaps her leg really, really loud, or she'll slap it. And she, all she's trying to do is rattle that competition, which sounds like what that particular uh, lady was experiencing was the other vendor, her competitor was trying to rattle her. Oh, so he yeah. could win. It was intentional. He wanted her not to be there because she was saying things that were making his client, which was one of the other specific divisions in that room, not look so great because she was telling the truth about some things, maybe not as artfully as if we'd have practiced it a little bit more beforehand, but it really became a very awkward situation. And so that other vendor was trying to protect somebody in the room. And so there are lots of undercurrents, um, the higher you get. And so you, the, the leadership confidence and extraordinary leaders are the ones that can read all the signs and the undercurrents. And that's a skill in and of itself. That's paying attention and being aware of yourself and others. Mm -hmm, Exactly. All right. Are we ready for the practical solutions for extraordinary leadership? I believe we are. So I think the first solution that we talked about is we really have to do a personal assessment about our leadership and our leadership effectiveness. And second practical solution, I would say from my notes is focus on clarity when making critical decisions and accept that strategic corrections are necessary for the long-term success. 
And so our third solution would be to find opportunities that you can take that will get you in front of more people and help you to expand your experience in the areas in where you need to build your confidence. Jill, this was a fascinating conversation. You have given us so much to think about, and I learned so much from this conversation. I love your book, Compounding Your Confidence. Highly recommend it to our audience. So if people want to know more about you or how they can get in contact with you, what's the best way for our audience to look you up? So if you're looking on social media, you can look for Jill Johnson USA. Um, That's pretty much the imprint, whether it's LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, uh, uh, or, um, you know, any of the Twitter, things like that. Um, And then my website is www.jcs.com dash usa.com again that's jcs dash usa.com for johnson consulting services and you can find me on the internet and there's play you can either email me through that or there's a contact form uh, and you can reach out and if you're looking for the book you can find it on amazon under compounding your confidence jill thank you so much i have a whole page of notes from our conversation today you have such fascinating stories that we can learn from. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I have enjoyed our conversation today. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today, Lori. I look forward to being back with you again next week. Until then. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate a review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe. So you won't miss a single episode. If you're interested in knowing more about our upcoming events or working with one of us personally to transform the way you lead, visit our websites. For Lori King-Taylor, visit trinityperformancesolutions.com. And for Lori Gorell, visit upwardsolutionscc.com. Until next week.